0: How you doing? I'm feeling great. We got the champs in the house tonight. Yes, we do. <laughs> man. Unbelievable, man. Titans in here. No About <laughs> to go off, dude. W'e ready to do this stuff. I'm ready to rock, man. You ready to rock, yeah, camera guys. Ready to roll. Mike, you ready? Ready. Ready.
1: Listen free to Hot Boxing, exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. If you love the show, share it with a friend, and don't forget to leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Off Hot the Boxing. Off the fucking hook. Off It'll the fucking so cool. hook, baby. It'll be so cool. <laughs> I'm Evan Britton. I'm Mike Tyson. And Mike, we've got the champ Evander Holyfield Go in the for house.
1: Go Five-time champ, heavyweight champ.
0: Unbelievable. the Real
1: Deal Holyfield, brother. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. What you doing in town, man? <laughs> well, you're down here for this, about cancer, but oh, cancer survivor.
0: Oh, that's cool. Awesome. And the event? Yes. Awesome.
1: Evan, ask him some questions, man.
0: I, I just want to first start it off with, I think it's awesome that you guys have this relationship that you have. You know, the battles that you've been through. It's like Clash of the Titans with you guys, man. And talk about a little bit about what you're, how you got to this point of being friends after some of the, the viciousness that you guys went through and put each other through? I
1: don't know. Um, how you t- how you explain it? You know, we've known each other for a long time since we were kids. Oh, wow. You know? And I remember, let's just start from the beginning. Yeah, let's start from to the town. beginning. Let's just start from the fucking beginning. This is going to be awesome, <laughs> right? You know, um, I started doing the amateur boxing in 1980. I won the National Junior Olympics. Then in 81, I won them again. I guess in then 82, I won the National Junior Nationals again and stuff. And then I went, I guess, to Ohio Fair. But, and, I, and I, but no, I fought in some other championships, too. And I met these guys. I met guys from all over. I met Todd Hickman. I met um, Ricky Womack. I met I met all these guys. Frank Take. I met all these other amazing fighters from different parts of the country. And they were always successful fighters, the best fighters. We always know when they enter the tournament, they were going to win this and that. And we were all winning. then one day... Um, I came to the Ohio State Fair to fight in that championship, and then everybody had said, um, Ricky Womack lost, Frank Take lost. And everybody was like, who? Who beat them? Who fucking beat them? I don't know. Some guy named Holly Fee- holy I don't know his name, Holly Fee- holy I don't know his name. They never said his first name, but Holly Fee- holy Who the fuck is that? You know, so that was the word going around. So that's how I first um, became aware of him.
0: How old were you?
1: I was 16.
0: Wow, you first heard the name. Yeah. How old were you then?
1: Well, I was I
2: was 20. Oh wow! Because I hadn't made to the Pan American game yet.
0: That's amazing. Where did you grow up, Evander?
2: I grew up in Atlanta.
0: Grew up in Atlanta. Yes. And when did you start boxing?
2: Started eight years old. I coming in from the football field and oh wow! And I wanted to hit the speed back. But the man said, "You got to be on the boxing team." I said, "Well, I want to be on the boxing team." He said, "Nope." And for four days he kept saying no. Then on, on on that Friday, and I looked at him. He looked at me and just shook his head. And I ran up there anyway. And he, he let me in and told me, "I don't want you to hit the speed bag. I want you to hit the heavy bag." So I hit it with all I can, and I knocked the skin off my knuckle. And he started laughing. When he started laughing I just kept hitting it like this. And he said, You're good. <laughs> I said, oh, Well, thank you. He said, Do you know you could be like Muhammad Ali? Well I said, I'm only eight years old. He said, You won't always be eight. And when he said that I knew next week I was gonna be I was gonna be nine. So I believed him. <laughs> so he asked me what did I think. I told him I had to ask my mama. And he said, what? I said, I got to ask my mama. And he said, you know, you got a good mama. And you know, me, as a kid, I was like, this man don't know my mama. <laughs> but, you know, of course, he was thinking because he was thinking about because I told him I had to ask my mama. So he told me, he said, go ask that good mama that you got and see what she say. So I went home. And I asked my mama, but my brothers and sisters were sitting there in the front room. They were asking me, what are you going to ask mama? I didn't want them to know, because every time my mama said I could be something, my brothers and sisters said, she only saying that because she's mom. So I don't, I don't want them to know. So they tried to grab me, and I pull away from it, and I go in there, and my mama eating at the table. And I said, Mama. And so, you know, I was like, so my brothers and sisters looking over there, they try to look at my lips because they want to try to read hear what I'm saying since I'm in trouble because they know if I'm in trouble, they going to get in trouble too. I said, Mama, she's she's what? I said, the white man at the boys club said, I could be like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> and my mom said, what? And... And so when she get that look in her eye, she getting ready to swing. <laughs> so I know that look in her eye, so I bagged back a little bit because I know she getting ready to swing at the head. And so and my mama said, do you know what they gonna do to you? And I said, well, no. She said, they gonna hit you. When she said that, and I looked at her, and I start laughing. I get three whoopings a day. <laughs> All my brothers and sisters get a chance to hit me. I can't even hit them back. So my mom said, well, well, you can not hit them back. Like that. she told me I can get on the boxing team. I go in, in the bathroom. I looked at the mirror and say, Evander Holyfield, the heavyweight champion of the world. Oh, wow. It didn't sound good, but I said it. I kept saying it every time I, I go to the bathroom. I like this because I really want to make my mama proud. And so I go back and tell Mr. Morgan, my mama said I could be the heavyweight champion of the world. And he looked and said, what? I said, my mama said I could be the heavyweight champion of the world. Now, I'm thinking this overnight. And he said, says, he says, son, sit down. Let me tell you this. He said, no. He said, no. I don't have that much time because he was 60 years old.
1: <laughs> so,
2: who was 60? Uh, uh, Mr. Morgan. And he said I ain't got that much time. He said, oh, all right." He said, "Look." He said, "Let me explain something to you." And he said, "No. You know what a fantasy is?" I said, no. I said, "No." He said, "All right." He said, "Cause I got to know cuz I ain't got that much time." He said, "Now, this is what you, what a fantasy is. A fantasy when you want to do something but you ain't willing to work at it." And I said, "Okay." He said, oh, so is this a fantasy or a goal?" He said, because I ain't got that much time. I said, well, a goal. He said, okay then. You fight tomorrow. <laughs> I said, we well, ain't my practice. He said, we fight tomorrow. I said, yes, sir. The next day, he put me on the gloves and stuff. And like that, he said, see that kid right there? I said, yes, sir. He said, when the bell rang. I want you to run out there as fast as you can and hit him in the nose. And I said, okay. So I look at the, the kid and that coach told him to run over and hit me in the nose. The bell rang, I run out there and the other kid run out there. So the white kid got close to me and he closed his eyes. I didn't close my eyes. I hit him red in the nose. And he started crying. He said, "Oh God!" and and start crying. And the referee stopped the fight. And Mister Morgan get caught up in the rope trying to get in there, and he get through. And he said, "Do you know what you done?" I said, "You told me to hit him in the nose." <laughs> they said, "Yeah, you took your first step in being the heavyweight champ of the world like this." And wow! And they give me this trophy. So when I come home with that and I I showed the trophy to my mama, and my mama put that smile on her face and she put it on the shelf. Everybody came in the house would said, "Miss Holyfield, who is the boxer?" And she would look and she would smile and say, "That little one right there." They said, he lived. My mama said, "But he can fight," <laughs> and that started off. Then all of a sudden. I win another trophy and another trophy, and I, and I, my mama liked trophies, so I finally felt like I was a part of the family because I could do something real well. Talk about your tournaments.
1: When's your first tournament? Well, uh, you know, of course,
2: you know, and from that point on, I, I ran about four or five fights, and then all of a sudden, I get, I get, I get twelve and and this junior olympic time mm. that now on fighting kids
1: all over the state of Georgia and that's fun though. You see so many fighters you never knew existed, right? Right. You then you know you and everybody's talking, that's such and such, that's such and such, that's such and such. I saw him win the nationals twice, I saw him win the world tournament, I saw him win the Olympics, and everybody names going, everybody's wearing that the 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 um badges that they won at tournaments and you're fucking you oh, like, Fuck the Oh fuck the world. Man. he's just a kid, he's the best fighter in the world, everybody's losing their mind.
3: Hi, I'm Danny LaRouve, the real GM Radio Podcast and I'm taking the Milwaukee Bucks over the Atlanta Hawks in their game 4 on Tuesday. BetOnline has free odds and lines available online or on your mobile device. Visit betonline.net today. Live by Live has all of your favorite music and you can listen for free. Whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station, you'll find the music you love on Live by Live. Visit livexlive.com or search LiveX Live in the App Store. Or Google Play and listen for
0: free
2: now. Yeah, so oh. it, so here it is. In my first loss, I'm like, I fight this this kid now. My my brother had told me white boys couldn't fight, <laughs> and I and I thought he was telling the truth because, because all the white boys I fight they said, oh God, and, and, and they like this, but all of a sudden. My coach Mr. Morgan who white told me he said, "Are you afraid of this kid here?" And I looked at him. You know, this kid was different from the other white kids cause he didn't have no velvet trunks on and he have his initials and his mom and dad went not with it. And his hair was long. And the, <laughs> the, the other the
1: other yeah, kids all these
2: other kids <laughs> had had the had the the, the short hair. And uh, all of a sudden, Mr. Morgan asked me now. I said, no, because I looked at him because he white. Now, wow, regardless to how you look, <laughs> they're still white. So I, that's what my thinking was. Then all of a sudden, the bell rung. Mister Morgan said, hey, "Hit him in the nose." Why I hit this boy red right in the nose, and he hit me back. Yeah, for, interesting uh, feeling, huh? But so that for the whole the whole time, me and him were toe to toe, and the bell rung. That was my first time ever hitting the bell run. Now they used to call me one knock, one punch holy field because I, I should just stop all all the other fighters. I stopped them. Now all of a sudden, I go back to the corner. Mister Morgan said, "What's wrong?" I said, he hit me back. He said, welcome to boxing. And so all of a sudden, go out in the second round. Me and this guy, we go toe-to-toe for a minute and a half like this. And Mr. Mark said, what's wrong? And I said, he hit me in the stomach. He said, hit him back in the stomach. Then all of a sudden, the third round, the bell rung. Mr. Mark said, you got to go back out and see who won. And he said, the winner, Cecil Collins. And everything just went quiet. Man, and I started crying, and started, I started hollering and told him, told Mister Morgan, I didn't like him no more. I told him I quit. He, like just said. So I was crying, and they were trying to get me to be quiet. I'm like, man, I was so mad. Now, all of a sudden, I told Mister Morgan I ain't like him no more, and all of this. And I quit boxing, I go home and I tell my mama, and my mama said she didn't raise a quitter. So uh, what that means? She said, you going back. And she said, I don't care how many times you're losing, you going back. You don't quit. And so come Monday, I went back. And Mr. Morgan asked me, so why are you doing here? I said, my mama said I had to come back. He looked at me. Did I not tell you you had a good mama? So I'm mad even more because I don't want a boxing ball. And so Mr. Morgan asked me, he said, why were you so crying and angry? I said, because you told me I could be the heavyweight champion of the world. He said, well, you can still be the heavyweight champion of the world. I said, I lost. He said, son, you didn't lose. I said, they gave him the trophy. And he said, yeah, because he got the decision. He said, and I said, well, did I mean I lost? He said, no, you did not lose. I said, then why they didn't give me the trophy? He because you didn't get the decision. I said, what that I mean I lost? He said, no. You lose when you quit. when you ain't no box no more. When you change your mind, you ain't no box no more. That means that you lost. Because you quit. If you don't quit. you eventually going to be the champion. It's not time for you to be the heavyweight champion of the world now today. <laughs> like, But but I thought that Ali was undefeated. I thought that's the only way you could be. He said, it ain't time yet. If you don't change your mind, you're going to become the heavyweight champion of the world. So all of a sudden, I, I go. And so it built my confidence up. So I'm going to have to fight this white kid again and I fight him and he beat me again and I start crying start crying so I realized that if I tell my mama she gonna gonna make me go back so I figured I'd make a sacrifice I won't eat today and uh, my mama won't ask me no question so I come home and I take a shower and just get into bed. And I hear my mama ask my brother, where Chubby at? And Is your name Chubby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my nickname with Chubby. Oh my and so God. and so, and my brother said, he don't feel good. And I knew that's the wrong answer. Cause who gonna tell a good mama that the kid don't feel good and she's not going to go in there. Right. I hear her walking, boom, 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 boom. So I act like I was asleep. <laughs> and she turned on the light, and she's, and I know she had to be holding her hand on her hips. And she's just looking. And I am wonder, when is she going to leave? <laughs> my eyes start blinking, and she said, Boy, you don't open them eyes, I knock them eyes in your head. <laughs> I open my eyes. I said, ma'am, she said, what's wrong with you? I said, I just don't feel good, mama. She said, you know that's not the answer. And she put her hand on her hips and she said, who won that fight? Oh, no. When she said that, I realized that, you know, if you lie to my mama, it ain't over then. Whenever she find out the truth, you get to whoop it. So I found that I already on lost one shot. So I ain't no sense again to whoop again. So I told the truth. I lost. She said, well, okay, then. You know you got to go back, don't you? I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I realized I got out that bed and went on in to eat. Because <laughs> my mama found out that yeah. that that that, that I, I, that's the only reason why I wasn't gonna eat because I ain't wanna tell her the truth. So I told the truth when I ate. Then all of a sudden I turned thirteen and that's when everything changed. What happened? Because what well, happened when I turned thirteen, this guy Cecil Collin, I was looking for Cecil Collin, because whatever Cecil Collin weighed, I wasn't gonna weigh the same thing. Mm. So you know we used to fight at a hundred pounds. So I brought a five-pound weight with me because I wasn't gonna fight Cecil Collins because he the only white boy that could beat me. Now all the other white boys can't beat me. Now Cecil Collin can, but nobody else. Now I'ma dance around Cecil Collins. So I bring the five pound weight. So I had four of my friends who got on the boxing team. And cause they know whoever wins, who win the tournament, get to go out of town. And so this is gonna be our first time standing in a motel. So they told us what we gonna do. Yeah, it's really exciting. Oh shoot man. That's super exciting. Everybody jumped in there. So all my friends ain't they ain't fought yet. They they don't know that white boys can fight. So they don't know that. So we we go we go to the tournament and they go in the way in and they see all white boys. All of a sudden, they say, Holy feel, we know we gonna beat these white boys. <laughs> I zipped it up. So I ain't said nothing. They say, man, these white boys, you know they can't fight. I ain't said nothing because I know if I said someone can, they gonna say, How you know? So then they gonna know somebody yeah. beat me. So I ain't said nothing. So we all win the first night, the second night, and the third night. That's interesting. <laughs> so all of a sudden, we came to the final. So we had to fight two times in one day. I remember
1: we used to do that mm-hmm. twice a day. Three-round yeah. fights? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow.
1: So, Three-minute three rounds.
2: And so all of a sudden, all of a sudden, come that evening, the first guy I lose, the second guy lose, the third guy lose, the fourth guy lose. So I was the last one. They said, Evander, we had cramps. I said, well, I ain't got no cramps. <laughs> they said, you still gonna lose? I said, no, man, I would lose, but my mama gonna get me. So your mama was the excuse. <laughs> I said, my mama said, if I be the only one to show up, then I have to do it, man. They said, well, you gonna lose anyway? I said, no, I'm not. So they said, you know that guy that sees the color? I said, he didn't show up. Then they said, what is his name doing right here? <laughs> I see this kid's name, and I start crying instantly. Uh, uh. I couldn't hold back the tears. <laughs> and then, then they said, see, you crying already. <laughs> so all of a sudden, they followed me to the gloving table, when they get to the gloving table, they see this white kid. They say, you see Sakali? He said, yeah. They say, you beat Hornfield? <laughs> he said, yeah. You going to beat him again? He said, yeah. Then they said, I told you are going to lose. And I just started crying right in front of the, that kid. I start crying. And so the people that ran the, the organization knew who I am. And they told me I ain't got to fight him. And I said, "No, my mama gonna get me." Mm-hmm. They said, "They not gonna tell." Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. uh, you know. Now I can try to whoop Caesar. I can't try to whoop my mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're very, you're i very intimidated of your mother. Uh, oh shoot, man! But whatever my mama said goes. <laughs> so you know what? What I did? I prayed. Now, this is how I end up praying for all my whole life because my mama taught me how to pray and one day, my mama was whooping me and she <laughs> was whooping me too long and I called Jesus and my mama stopped. <laughs> and she stopped. And she was so mad and she was, she was, I could feel the heat off her face that she wanted to hit me again, but she didn't hit me. And so... So my mama whooped me again one time, and I called Jesus. She stopped again. So I realized I want to win so bad that I didn't care. And I just said, "Saying, please, Jesus, help me. And my friends, them, started laughing at me. He said, he called it Jesus. And they laughed at me all the way up to the ring like this. And Mr. Morgan, my coach, didn't say nothing. He said, "Now." You know if you cry, they gonna stop the fight. Just do your best. And I went out there and I beat him. For the first time, huh? The first time. Wow. And from that point on, I prayed every fight. Wow. Like that. I lost nine other time, but
0: That's amazing. When
2: did
1: you meet me? Do you remember meeting me? All you? right, I, I, I met you in eighty four.
2: 84. 84. Wow. We were both on the losing squad, man. We were both on the losing squad.
0: Where were you guys? In the Olympic Trials. Olympic Trials? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. And the first time you guys fought was that first fight? Yeah, in 96. 96? Yep. Yeah. That was your first fight ever.
1: We we, we sparred. We sparred one or two rounds.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you knew each other? Yeah. Well, I watched the first fight this past week. I watched it. No, and, no, uh, but
1: before that, we got to talk yeah, about Yeah, yeah, go more. Um, we at the Olympic trials. We No, we're not at the trials no more. We're at um, the Olympics because we're – he won. He beat the guy that beat him twice, so he's on the Olympic team now, mm. right? So um, I'm watching the fight, and I'm watching him fight um, – I think it's Ken Berry. Kevin Berry, yeah. Ken Barry. so I'm watching him fight. But I'm watching him kick the other couple of guys' asses before he got to that guy uh-huh. <laughs> and we say fuck yeah right and so when he forbear and the bell said being he hit them boom he knocked them the guy didn't, The guy was already beaten he didn't really want that was just a God blessing that he got that van to hit him and um, for him it was and then I was what was I doing I was walking somewhere and I had some girls around him and I heard somebody say hey Mike and it was him he was walking down the street and I just saw him lose the face by himself and then we went to that, we went to a restaurant. Yep.
0: What'd you guys do? Just sit down. Just chill.
1: Talking about our fucking fights. And he, I remember him saying this. He said, fuck, I can't get my Riviera now. I lost. I can't get my Riviera. I guess somebody promised him if you won the Olympics, I'd get you this car. And he said, fuck, I can't get my car now. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I Ken Sanders. And they, my, my, the promoter that that were going to promote me, he had a car dealership. Yeah. Purit. Oh, wow.
1: And now I think of it now. I mean, we had so much, so many cars since then. And that time, that was just so important to him. He couldn't get a fucking Riviera. Yeah. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even give a Riviera to a gift for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, it was so important. A yeah. Riviera, yeah. a fucking, yeah.
0: That's so funny. So how did you guys feel when the fight got put together. How did that come about? No,
1: we had to, we had the fight before, and it got postponed. Oh, really? In 91, I guess it was, right? Yeah, 1991, yeah. 91.
0: How did you guys feel? How did you feel, Mike? Because you knew him, and you guys were had been close, and you probably had a lot of respect for this
1: him. This is interesting to discuss that. See, at first, when we first were going to fight, he was champion. Yeah. He was champion. Mm. And then when I went to prison and came back... I won the title, then I I was the champion. He was um, trying to regain the championship.
0: In 96? Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you feel about that, Evander?
2: Well, it was was just, actually, it showed me, you know, because me and and Red and and Mm -hmm. Bo fought the fight, and I had hepatitis. and and that? I ate some, some, some bad seafood, and and this stuff, like, it can almost kill you. Yeah, And so your energy up, then it drops, up, and it drops like this. But they told me to pull out. But I realized I'm not getting ready to miss this $9 million. <laughs> I'm getting $9 million. And I don't train. I, I had already been training. I had trained 10 weeks already. So I got three more weeks, and I told him, "I said I don't care. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not pulling out." And and the doctor told me, "He said, Evander, I advise you. He said your stomach ain't gonna mess your stomach up.'" I didn't care. Red Bull can fight too. Yeah. And God, dog, <laughs> I had him. Then all of a sudden my energies had left. I knocked him down. I couldn't finish him. Oh. And the next round, he and catch me in a shot, hit me in the back of the head, and like that, and they start to fight. Now, to see him jump around the ring, happy and all this and stuff, and I was like, I was glad the fight was over. Mm. And I knew that life about recovering. And so, so I think my next fight, I I fight a Bobby Chess. Mm. And so, Bobby Chess was the first guy that I fought that I was bigger than. Mm. So, everybody expected me to knock him out cold. and But Bobby Chess put up a fight that was tough. Then, But Bobby Chess went back to the corner and said his back was hurt. And then his corner people told him, no, you got something in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so... And he goes along with the story that he got something in the eye so they they stopped the fight and they tucked my gloves and all the on to check make sure I ain't got no ointment that I put in anything. But they they called it on the, on the television that he said his back was hurting and the guy told him he had something in his eyes. Then after that I said then I get a call saying that that they a uh, discussion, they want me to come to Canada for discussion to fight Mike Tyson. During King was saying, Evander got one feet in the graveyard and one on the banana pin. It's impossible for him to win this fight. And so <laughs>
0: what a dick. And, and, and that
2: process, <laughs> and that process, and they they were still talking and then then it looked like the fight getting ready to take place. Then the Christian people start protesting. Say, you know, Evander Holyfield got a bad heart and all this and stuff like that. They protested so much. So they told Don Key, you got to send him to the male clinic because they didn't want a Muslim to be a Christian. That's wow. So, so, Crazy. so they made, and the Mail clinic came back and said, if that's anybody that can live to 100 years old, our money is only Vanderbilt. He have no contusions or nothing. He said he he. We know he get hit, but ain't nothing showing that anything no kind of effect on him. And so Don King running back with that that letter, showing everybody I got it, I got it. And so this showed that I was in good health, and that's how everything came into that to the fight being being made. Wow.
0: How long did it take for, because the hepatitis, you got that taken care of before that all went down. Uh, what was the treatment for that? Hey, it wasn't the more nothing more at the time. Oh, okay. like my whole thing is that
2: the, the guy told me, he said, I'm telling, the doctor told me, he said, hey, Bander, you don't want to go in like that. Mm. And I started saying, you don't understand That's nine million
0: dollars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's nine million dollars. I told him, you know, I had never pulled out a fight a day in my life. I had never pulled out a fight. Yeah. And I was like say, uh-uh, no. And plus I had already trained ten weeks.
0: hmm
2: I ain't got number three more weeks. Yeah. And so he was telling me this stuff gonna mess with me for a whole week. I said, Oh, well, but I got two more weeks, I got two more weeks for the fight. I you know This is the way I thought, and you know, I had this thing where that I ain't never want to pull out nothing. I, I, you know, I had this thing that I was looking at all the fighters. I said, I want to be the fighter who did everything right. Did everything right. If I did everything right, that's the only thing I can say. I did everything right. I want to do the very best that I could, and shoot. And doing the very best that I could, I got. I got toe up that time, and I said, "Well, I just forgive myself and said I'd never do that again. I'm yeah. sick again. I'm out of there. Yeah. I'm out of there."
0: Well, that probably just goes back to you being a little kid, you know, and not your mom never letting you quit. Well, yeah, I went, the process was my my mother. My mother said,
2: "Man, die only one time. A coward die a thousand times. Oh, wow. Stand up." Stand up son Stand up Now Don't Don't let this stuff Happen to you Cause there I used to run for fights All the time mm. so, Cause I run real fast I I run real fast And I can hit real hard And so If 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 I hit you And you didn't fall down I was gonna You ain't gonna catch me
0: <laughs> I was
2: fast How fast How a good runner I can And hit hard and everybody know if I get one shot on your behind and I get my brother say if you don't knock him down that shot, run. <laughs> Amanda,
1: what did you everybody think? What did you think when we all turned pro in eighty four? And you made and you made that big um professional debut in um Madison Square Garden with Mark and everybody and everybody was winning and we started getting our calls, and all of a sudden I got my promotion and I just started soaring up. Well, you know, the thing is the thing is is that it was kind of it was kind what of. What were you thinking with the shit I was saying? When I well,
2: well, you know, my my thinking was, my whole thing that everybody had their way of doing things. I'm telling you, you know, you had your way and Mark Breland and everybody else had that way. Now, mine was a little different. Mine was to be quiet. Don't say nothing. My mama says, son, let me tell you something. If you zip it up, you ain't going to have no pressure. Don't let them get you into and they battle. If they get you in that battlefield, they gonna beat you. He said, "Let them say what they want to say." So I seen I seen everything
1: everything come around. He never said nothing bad to me. I said miserable things to him. You never said nothing bad. Why was it? Because I, I remember. Because you know, Michael. <laughs> no, no, no. Michael said
2: something like Mike. I remember Mike. Mike. Mike said on TV, and he said, "He said, well, Evander – he he liked being around right because white people because he liked for them to tell him what to do. <laughs> like this. And I'm like, and it was a, it was an ABC fight and he and he was saying that. So they got me on it and they asked me, they said, What do you feel about what Mike said? I said, Well, you know, I said, you gotta understand. I said, Mike younger than me. I said, Mike, Mike better don't know. I said, so I'm not I ain't got nothing to say about it. And they say, What? But he said this, I said, But Mike don't understand it. I said it's okay. <laughs> and they go, Who told you to say that? I said I said, My mama said, We don't embarrass each other just because somebody else says something bad you don't do it. I said, I I my brothers and sisters used to always say something bad about me. My mama said, Don't you let them bring you down that way. I said, So that's the whole thing. So I learned to being able to Accept people for who they are and see. And Mike was the person that i seen work hard. Mike used to hit the heavy bag and for for three whole minutes, he hit that thing as hard as he can, like this and stuff. And I'm like, man, how in the world did he do that? I can't, God, no! I do about a minute and a half or two and, and, and like something standing on my shoulder. And I was there trying
1: to throw no combination. But I used to see you work out immensely hard, too. I used to see him at We used to work out in Texas, Ambercrombie. Remember that? Yep, yep, yep. In Texas somewhere. Out, I mean, out in nowhere, Texas. And, man, we him, Virgil here, they used to be doing sprints just around the whole thing, man. It must have been a mile. It's one time around there, sprinting all like, that. It's, mm. it's working hard. It's like a slave camp for gladiators. Yeah. It's working hard. That's all we did was work
0: hard. Just training. It's amazing. Mike, how did you feel when Evander didn't have any reaction to what you were saying?
1: I used to, He's a good guy. I, I always knew he's a good guy, but yeah. I always wanted to be, I was always ego-driven. Yeah. You know, my world was all about me. Everything that happened was about me, you yeah. know? I needed people around me. I needed to get fucking, you got to obey me, this and that fucking shit. Get my car. I needed that fucking, if I didn't have that, I was nothing.
0: Hmm. Mm. Um, in other fights with other people, when you would do your talking, would anybody react to that? Or were people kind of scared of what you were saying?
1: Well, I want them to react.
0: Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. That was the game for
1: them to react. Yeah. And stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's interesting Evander's approach. He was like, hey. No, he didn't
1: react. I yeah. want people to
0: react. I want it yeah. in people's heads. Yeah, you wanted people to I be like, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And he was a professional. He would never. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Actually, it was my mama, my
2: mama told me. My mama said "Let me tell you something. Don't let him get in your head." <laughs> he said, "You zip it up." Is it about
1: me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah,
2: my, yeah. My, my, mama, my mama told me. My mama, my, my mama, my mama didn't know nothing about boxing, but she said, "Look, don't let him get in your head and get you to be like him. He wins. He wins the fight if he gets you like him." He said, "Look." He, he, His job is to get you to act like him, and he going to win his fight if you get him like this. Like, no, you don't get angry. Don't act like you're angry, and don't let him talk you into
0: it. Yeah, no, I think that's a masterful technique, man. Well, it's interesting to me watching Mike's fights and then watching you guys fight. And most of the fights you've ever been in, Mike, it looked like you just outmatched your opponent with energy and tenacity. But in your guys' fight, Evander was fucking bringing that same energy and intensity. And how did that feel for you as you were preparing for the fight? Because you guys knew each other for so long. And what was your mentality like preparing for that battle? I came out
1: of prison, right? And I beat who I beat. I beat three guys, and then I think I got two belts. Mm. I unified the title, and then I guess they stripped me for one of the belts. Right yeah. on WBA, one of they stripped me for one. They didn't want me to have all the belts. Listen, man, they hated on me so bad when I first came out, because I came out with a fucking a vengeance. I think everybody everybody, was the thought that I went to prison. It was everybody's fault I went to fucking prison. And everybody treated me bad when I was in prison and talked bad about me and this and that and this and that. So I came out there like I I need revenge and people who have to respect me and all that bullshit. Right? So I was in there. I I had some... I thought I was mad. I thought it was man to win this fight, but when the fight started, I hit him in the body. Do you remember? I hit him with a great body punch. I under ugh, and then he came back with some shit. He had kept <laughs> fucking. Shit. I said, "Oh shit!" And then we were fighting, and um. Suddenly, I threw a punch in me and bite and I went down and and, then, and when I was down, the referee started counting. I said, You fucking asshole! <laughs> I, said, since I was young, and then he went back to the corner. And I said, All right, we're fighting. And then we went fighting and fighting. And a couple of stops, he counter punched me with some shots. I couldn't feel the punch. Boom! Like so my legs were going all over the place. But I wasn't going down. I kept coming back. I wanted to fucking bite him then, right? <laughs> and I <was> <laughs> we I just fighting and fighting, and the referee stopped the fight.
0: Oh my God. Evander, hey, how about you? What was your what was your mindset and your game plan going into that?
2: Well the, the thing is the thing is that I realized that Mike worked hard. But I started seeing when when Kevin when he got rid of, when they got rid of Kevin Rooney mm. and so I realized that's when I started to realize, oh he Norman now. 'Cause Kevin Rooney had him, Mike would punch, Mike might, Mike, might step off his right foot, and may hit you with something. So they put they put Mike in kind of like a pattern, a one-two. Before he do something, he gonna go this way, then this. And so I so I know what to look for. At first it was always like, you don't know which hand he gonna punch with. He when he started going, he was shifting like this, so he he can punch off this side and this side so all of a sudden he got to the punch he on a punch on this side and so i knew okay he hit me with this left hook i can block the left hook and all this and then if he throw the right hand it going to be short cuz i'm lean i'm going to be leaning back so i knew how to get it so the whole big thing is to set myself up for the counter shots mm. okay if he beat me, now if he beat me to the shot, then I knew what he gonna do. Every time he fights somebody, I I never missed not one of my fight. Because my mama said, you can't wish some people away. If a person is good, you think they just gonna fade out. Uh-uh.
1: My mama said, you gonna face him. He gonna always be there. And he was. Wow. And I went going to fight. And I was fighting him. I'm going to him, boom, and he hit me. After... How do you do that? <laughs> How the fuck you do that? What happened just now? What did I do to fucking fuck up that I got hit like that?
0: You could see in the fight. I mean, you you, you knew your opponent very well, you know, and you could see that you had watched all his fights. So, but one thing that I knew that
2: that inspired me to be heavyweight is called. If Mike can do it, I can do it. I ain't nowhere in the world if he can become the heavyweight champion, I can and my arm's longer than his. Now, Mike gonna hit them with big shots, but I I had fast hand and I'ma hit him with a lot of shots, cause everybody said, What's the difference? I said, Well, that's just like George Foreman. They told me he throw boulders. I said, Yeah, but I threw a lot of rocks. I'm going to hit him with so many rocks, he ain't going to be able Bro, to throw the bill. that like fighting with George, man? Well, I was – he was so much stronger than me. He That must have been crazy, right? Well, yeah. He, he took all the shots. I could pull it. And then I hit him eight, one time, 18 shots. And he took them. <laughs> so, I'm like, And I'm like – and everybody said, well, w- what happened? I said, as long as I'm throwing shots, he going to stay cover up. So I ain't got to worry about getting hit with nothing if he stay stay cover up and that's the whole art of the game. If you hit that guy, the other guy to go defense. They let you know that you hitting hard because if you ain't hitting hard, they'll fight with you. So I I was willing to go punch and punch with anybody because I had
1: quicker hand. Mm. But the only person that could match my speed is Mike.
0: Mm.
1: You have an awesome an awesome counter puncher. You know that counterpuncher? Yeah, he's an awesome counterpuncher. Probably the best ever. Wow. Incredible counterpuncher.
0: That's amazing. How do you train that? Just watching film and understanding what a guy's tendencies are?
2: The thing is that my mom always told me, she said, You don't never know who you are until you get tired. When you get tired, who's going to who muster it out? who willing to go through the unnecessary thing.
1: Your
0: mother was like a, a typical Nuke Rodney or something. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs>
1: like, totally, like, man. Nuke Rodney. You know? right. We got to do it. We got to fucking do it. Right.
2: <laughs> my mom was like that with me. She said, boy, stop making up excuses. Right? You know, either, either you're going to fight or you're going to sit down. You know, you know I was the youngest one in the family. Every time ago, my brothers and sister beat me and everything. My so yeah, stop that's complaining.
1: Too, yeah. You know, I know they're reading Alexander the Green and Napoleon, they were afraid of their mothers too. Yeah. A couple of those big time guys, they were afraid of their mothers. They had strong
0: trip. mothers, man. Yeah, Nero too. He was afraid of his mother. Wow, that's really interesting. Was there any headbutting in the first fight? Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were headbutting. Yeah, now, I, they did, did, me. I did, I
2: did <laughs> My whole thing is that I don't, I don't lean my head forward. It's like this I realize. Every time something happened, it's something my mama don't told me. She said, oh. "Now, <laughs> <laughs> mama used to say, that. Like that. No, no. Like that. I'm what my mama said, you know, when he hit me, you know what? My mama said, just smile, act like it didn't hurt. They won't do it again. Mm. But if you show them pain, they will do it again. So you know what? He hit but me the first time. I just, I." Yeah, right, right. So everybody saying I hit, but I said how in the world are they go say I hit, but when you see him jump off, the, he jump up and, and hit but me. Then he go oh like this, and, and I'm I'm like I, I should just common sense I didn't headbutt but him. He had but me. Then, then Mike, then Mike started telling everybody I'm a head butter. Then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden the thing come out. Evander's a head butter. I said, I said this, I said, my head hurt too. I just went. I was acting like it didn't hurt because my mama told me what's going to happen if you if you give in to that. He gonna do it again. Uh, so I I got into it like, like okay yeah and I just and I said, and, it, and it worked that he ain't help up me no more
0: oh my god that's that was so an awesome night That's so funny
1: but what was I like back then to what kind of guy was I like was i like a tough guy talking shit well you know, <laughs> like, no
2: you you were that with everybody else yeah. now mm. your other guy was saying that so when these other guys were saying that and I was like looking I Mike ain't said nothing. <laughs> they said it. Then they start saying, "You don't want to tell the truth because you don't want Mike to you don't want Mike to get mad at you." And I said, "Oh, they trying to get me to talk where Mike can get mad because I know what Mike already said because I heard Mike tell people that it's hard to be mad with Holyfield because he don't do nothing wrong. He he do he don't do nothing wrong." My mama said, "Son." The mentality, you know, don't put yourself in a situation because they say, you know, you get behind them boys, they 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 all gonna jump on you. I said, nah, I probably ain't gonna get out because I am gonna get them back. <laughs> but up so my mama said, you know, you gotta let the revenge be the lord. Now
1: you now remember that they catch the second person all the time. So tell me, how's your life been since you've been champing all that stuff? I you know, about, really, how's life been? You know, let's say like ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and up to now, how's life been? Uh, life, life always been great because the whole big thing is me displaying
2: that I will forgive because that's all people ask. And how in the world you can forget somebody? I say, everything that ever happened at some point in time, I did it. I said, I might bit me. I said, "Now I bit somebody too." Thank you for forgiving me. <laughs> thank you, thank it, you. Thank it, just you. <laughs> you somebody, it just went Did on TV. I bit somebody. Just went on TV. Did you t- really? <laughs> yeah, I bit a guy in the shoulder. He 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 dropped me, and I didn't know when you had a concussion, you bite too. He, the guy dropped me, and I got a, I got ready swinging. He grabbed me, and I bit him red right on the shoulder, huh. like this end, and and scolded because. As You know, as soon as that might bit me, and,
1: and this guy— that back then. You're doing it for a trophy. We're doing it for $50 million. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>? Yeah.
2: What the fuck?
0: Yeah.
2: But, but the same thing, you know what the guy said? The guy called me and said, Do you remember when you bit me? <laughs> That's how I showed
0: it, bitch. I said, you shouldn't have grabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I nipped him right there on the, uh, right the show. Did you take a chunk out?
1: No.
2: Uh, uh,
0: no. That was uh, my thing. No,
1: no, listen. That's been like, um um. this is so interesting, right? How many people have paid me money to take pictures biting their ear? Yeah. I recoup my $3 million I was penalized for.
0: Wow. Really wow, Mike.
1: Yeah. That's, That's a crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Why would you want me to take a picture biting your ear? That's just crazy. That's crazy. And they pay you for it. 250 bucks. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> got to like be.
0: 2,000 people. It's got to be one of the <laughs> most crazy. iconic moments in fighting. When
1: people take pictures, they want to bite your ear or anything? Well, well you know,
2: they... They asked, her, I said, No, nah, I don't I said I don't remember for that, you know. <laughs> yeah. I forgave him. I said, Yeah, I forgave oh, look, him. It. I
0: love that.
1: I think we're making some ears. You might be in business with we're gonna make some holy ears. Some some uh,
0: edibles, a, edible Edibles ears. I, said, I got a bite taken a out. A little of ear me. with a bite, bite taken, taken out, out of, of it. Holy ears. We gotta take a mold of your ear, Evander. Well I can do that. All right. All right. Hell Get yeah. involved with us, Evander. Yeah, brother. Man. Be involved with us, brother. We flew out to Alabama to talk to the yeah. University of Alabama and that's what football you team. Right? You... Wait, Alabama? Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. And Mike gave it the best talk. Really, thanks though. So? The best talk I've ever seen given to a football team, man. Literally the best talk. Most incredible, inspiring, epic talk. And at the end of it, they opened it up for questions and one of the kids in there said, "Hey, man, Why'd you bite Evander's ear? No, he did. why'd you bite that dude's
1: ear? Yeah, why'd you bite that <laughs> even, dude's he ear? He wasn't even born when I was Evander's I know, ear. <laughs> this
0: dude was probably born in like 90, 90, or fuck, he was probably born in 2000, yeah. this kid. And Mike said, I didn't give a fuck.
1: And it was like, oh my God. it was just nuts back then. But my life was crazy back then.
0: It's amazing that you guys have just had this relationship, you know, and you... You know, watched each other fight and had a lot of respect for each other, I can tell. You know, and then you fought each other twice. Since Amateurs, we've been watching each other fight. That's amazing.
1: That's amazing.
0: And how does it feel now, man? How does it feel like having that legacy and just, you know, both of you as it, champion it fighters? It like doesn't it
1: ever happened. Does it feel like it was a blur to me. It feels like it never, my whole career was boxing me and the kid learning from cussing. It just disappeared. Maybe most of the people, like probably Evander, some of the guys I fought, you know, if I don't see them, like when Pernell died, that was like a piece of me died. I said, whoa. I remember him when I started boxing. I remember seeing him and just looking up to him. Like, he was such an awesome boxer. Thing is, is that I always knew that Mike was special
2: because I say ain't no way in the world he don't did things that nobody ever done in life. I'm coming for skin color and all, and so the things that Mike have done ain't nobody ever done it in this world. So I know that he got a gift. It, you know, I'm like it's almost like. When I look at the Bible, I look at Paul. Now Paul was killing everybody. <laughs> then when Paul switched up, and cause they knew how Paul was. And so the whole big thing, God used people who they mind is they do what they say they gonna do. If Mike like you, he like you. If Mike don't like you, he don't like you. <laughs> yeah. I think that's all to it. Yeah. That's the whole art of life. As a person stable enough to know what they what they like and what they don't like, I never have no problem with anybody who being the way they are. I can love you for who you are because all they think that's what it is. Because mm. and I think that's the whole
1: success part of a relationship.
0: Absolutely, that's so so good, man. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you want to do with your life so far now on From now? Well, on?
2: Wait, my whole thing now. I'm just trying to get my my sons and daughter. I don't have any grandkids. No grandkids? Not yet. No. <laughs> so you looking but, forward to it. Well, I'm talking. If you know, I'm, I'm, I want some grandkids. Hold but I I ain't gonna tell them because I want them to get them because I want them to know when I become a grandfather, they ain't get nothing. It's going for the grandkids like just because this is what it was to me so I, you know you, you and you having grandkids you you having when you having kids they're yours you take care of them.
1: so
0: it's amazing
1: I want grandkids before I get too old
0: yeah
1: I want to see them at least a teenager before I die if I can talk to them and tell them shit what I did when I was your age
0: yeah you guys would both be some pretty epic grandfathers.
2: Well, I know I'm going to be a, because I, you know, my whole thing, I think I'm going to live to 120.
1: I love it. So check this out, right, since you're here. Um, so my son Miguel, right, him and his friends, right, I come by the room one day and I scared them. So they're watching me fight him, biting his ear
0: oh my god yeah, really I said,
1: why, I said, why are you watching this fucking fight man why are you watching you're fucking sick <laughs> this guy on the third round where i bit it there I mean, what'd they say
0: no they're scared oh, no, they, no it's they okay they were like dad, ashamed dad, yeah, that they yeah. were watching it got <laughs> caught, yeah, caught him watching it yeah you caught him oh my god mike how do you feel having him in here man
1: i feel about that's an interesting feeling I'm so happy that he's here and we can talk about this shit. I wanted to know how did, like he was explaining that Mike don't know anybody. I was explaining, well, how did he feel about me? He's talking all that fucking bullshit. Yeah. You know? Fucking talking bullshit. I'm this and that. And I'm going to do this and that. It's like fucking wrestling. Now that I think about it, it's fucking WWE. <laughs>
0: yes, WWE. <laughs> fucking
1: WWE.
0: You created that, dude. You created that mindset, those characters. Let's just talk uh, shit before the yeah, fight. I always
1: wonder, how can you be so good and be so humble? I, I couldn't keep it around me.
0: Hmm.
1: I couldn't control my ego.
2: Well, you know, I really didn't have one. Hmm. My mama beat the ego out of me. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm talking energy. My mom no, tell-
1: was really like that. He didn't have any. I I'm to tell- yeah. fuck with him, do everything uh, <laughs> That's so interesting.
0: <laughs> That's so
1: interesting.
2: I, I, I'm
0: like,
2: my mom my, my was telling me, <laughs> "Oh, same shit. way you went up, same way you come in. To- you come right back down, them people. Uh, like this. Said, my mom my mama would tell me that. Now she told me that before I even came good. She said, but let me tell you something. Going up. Then coming down, you're going to come right back by them same people. Don't you embarrass nobody going up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because you coming, you see, son. You, I learned that I, too. Yeah. I learned that too. It's not how long you stay up there, but you're coming down, you, you're, you're not
1: going to be that person. Well, You're coming back down. You know, That's amazing. Do you miss that lifestyle? The championship lifestyle, the planes, the mansions, the boats and shit?
2: No. No, you know what? I, I you know, My life became great by the time I turned 17, 18 when I was able to work myself. Because once you start making your own money, you ain't got to worry about nobody to give you nothing. It's, that was freedom come. Oh, you know, I pay my own bills and all this and stuff. So, and you know, so... My mama told me, I said, how much money did you used to make? I said make I used to make eight thousand dollars a year. She said, okay. And you thought you were doing good, weren't I said, Well I was doing good compared to uh, compared to something I was. Then my mama said, Now he said, now $8,000 is the pocket change for you, right? I said, He says, Yeah, see? He says, Remember that. Remember the first time you thought you were doing well. That would let you know that, hey, if you save, that means that you're trying to help somebody else. You can only help somebody when you got more than enough. So if you ain't saving, you ain't planning on helping nobody else. So my mama always said, Got to help somebody, boy. God, dog it. It's it a thing just for you, just just you living good. Gotta look out for somebody else. So, as long as you're looking out for somebody else, they ain't gonna come back to you.
1: That's humility, you know. I give you all my money too, but you gotta tell me I'm great. You gotta tell me I'm beautiful. You gotta tell me I'm glorious. You can take all my money. You can stroke my ego. You can have it all. I'm a sucker. <laughs> i'm sorry (laughs) it's
0: it's really incredible to see you two guys together and hear you know evander how you came up and how your mother was such a huge influence on your mindset and then you know getting to know mike it's like you guys were yin and yang when you got in there it's pretty amazing it's really beautiful to see it you guys so have big, this relationship. Though, you know, you
1: can't imagine that this stuff now wasn't as big as stuff. They made more money. Yeah, maybe more people saw it, but it was the if you had the atmosphere from that event and the atmosphere from any other event passing that it wouldn't it can compete. Yeah. Not even the same atmosphere. They couldn't breathe. It's too <sighs> high. The air is too thin where we were. Yeah, only a select few can reach that level.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Special. It's really special.
2: Well, you know, when I when I look at it, I error was the best error. I cause you know what? I said Mike became the youngest heavyweight champ of the world. I said now. I said now they know they cheated me out the fight when I fought this Russian, this the guy Velour. Is I, that the giant?
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: Now they know I beat him. And I would have been the old. I would have been the oldest heavyweight champion in the world. So it, I would have broke. I would have broke George Foreman record. Yeah. I so and so. They said why that was so important to you that you always mentioned. I said because I wanted the people to understand the era that I was in They had the youngest in the oldest two. The, yeah. the oldest part. I said which, which you know the Ali era that Mike broke it. And with George Foreman era, I broke it. I said, you know, it's, but they act like that didn't even happen. They they didn't even say nothing. They know I won eleven out
1: of twelve rounds of the fight. And you go like this, right? From our ego's perspective, even though you're having it's not for the youngest and the heavyweight champ to ever live.
0: That's true, right? Yeah. for
1: both for the youngest and the
0: oldest. Absolutely. I I mean I I don't know if there's any doubt about that. You guys are the greatest era of fighting the world has ever seen
2: as of now what i'm saying you know as of now because you know
0: each generation gets better right mike said that yesterday too mike was saying every generation gets better
1: but it was listen in our era this is something that you you, you probably you won't ever they'll never happen again i don't know probably that i'm not god like, where people have crews where it was his people on certain crew this is his crew this is my crew throughout the whole world.
0: Yeah, yeah, the world.
1: Yeah, and yeah. They, they're bickering and they're betting and talking shit and fighting to all the world.
0: Yeah. That's
1: crazy.
0: Yeah. I remember I was a kid, when I was a kid, going to somebody's house for a party to watch your that second fight. And people were mind blown when it got stopped. It's going nuts, huh? People were nuts. People were nuts. It's so You know,
2: so I, I think... I guess the interesting thing to me is that even in in my family, there's a lot of people for Mike. They they, they sit there and they and they should tell me say ah, see what's going to happen when you fight Mike. <laughs> uh, after after because because it's like this. Everybody go on. People go on their lifestyle. Now, mm. when you get upset, you go off on people. Now, and I, my brothers and sisters were like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, so we ghetto now, people,
2: man. We ghetto like, people. I'm like, I'm talking, We got the same mom, and so you're, my mama said, "Shut the mouth, shut the mouth." Now, so I shut my mouth. i was the only one that would just like this and they would laugh so they whole big thing were telling me let's see when you fight Mike after, <laughs> this, they were telling me alright let's see what happened when you fight Mike so, that's so after, crazy you know, so I, I ain't said nothing so of course when I fight Mike I win and so they, they see me and they go you know I was for you I said I know what you told me <laughs> I know uh, what you told. I remember. I remember. I, remember. I remember. I remember. Like the song. I I get mad, but the point the point of the matter is that I realized this. That everybody know that. uh yeah, Mike get ready to fight. Y'all y'all need to be quiet because Holy
1: going to watch the TV when he he, he don't want nobody to say nothing. Because I when I was young, I used to do that. I used to watch all the champions, the guys I was going to fight. I even go to their fights and just stare them down or their family down before the fight. It was just weird. You know what I mean? It's looking crazy before the fight. I'm going to have to fight them one day.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah. I tell my son, who boxed, I said, look, you go to fight. I said, you don't go be trying to friend with the guy. You go to fight to see and pick up what you can pick up on him. I said, you may be fighting him. Mm-hmm. I said, I knew the guys that I wasn't going to fight because they were too light. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to come. They ain't going to gain that much weight mm-hmm. like this. And I said, but a weight division behind me and a weight division up, I said, that means that at any given time you may be able to fight. Mm-hmm. Tell my son, I said, I didn't talk much then. My mom said, you giving up information. And she trying to be friends with people, talk to people. I said I would look at people like this, and they start thinking that I may be crazy. Because <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, say much. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Well, I said my mama told me not to say nothing. She's just just look up. They they mind or defeat themselves. Just don't say nothing."
0: Evander, what do you do these days, man?
2: Yeah, what do you do, dude? I was, you know, <laughs> but I, I I got some some business deals that. Going around that, looking good. So I'm just hoping that they pan out, you know. So you know, you know. I don't want to say nothing before time. Don't want to jinx it. Don't jinx it. Well, it's not, you know. I, you know, somebody used to tell me that jinx it, but it's not by jinxing. It's about knowing when to speak and knowing when not to speak. You know, because you tell somebody your stuff that they go trying to get in it too. So, you know, I,
1: I... think that you keep your guard up all the time? No, no,
2: no, no. I'm just like, it's just like, you You got a good situation. You you got this, this ranch. This was working for you. His family going to prosper because he don't set something up for them. And so I'm pretty much doing the same thing. But yours are already happening. Mine ain't yet happening. It's just like, you became the heavyweight champion before I did. And I'm like, it's not like I... I believe I'm gonna be the heavyweight champion of the world because you became the heavyweight champion of the world. Because I'm like saying, if he can do it, I can do it. And so that's it. Learning from the person who went ahead, of your debt, where that you can make some, some, you can make some, you can make some things happen, and that they didn't make happen because you learn from them. So it's now who go first. Everybody gonna get the opportunity if they don't quit. Yeah. I'm
1: so you know I yeah. I, I know yeah. I, I'm not yeah. gonna quit. Yes, I believe that. Yes, yes, don't quit. Don't That's quit. Awesome. You know how many people quit every day? A just lot. Just give up me, just put a needle in on me, get me, kill themselves. I can't take this shit no more.
2: A lot.
1: I'm not going my way. Can't take any more of this pain and suffering. I'm not achieving my goals.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's awesome to have you guys in here to share this, share the knowledge, and share your experience. Well, oh, hey, Evander, Mister Holyfield, Champ, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the time. All right, it's amazing, amazing to have you in here. Is there anywhere people can find you yeah. and follow you? I
1: well, you got you
0: got one of these things. What what's it? The podcast, Instagram, Instagram. not yet. Twitter. Uh, you know, we gotta get who's your guy, man. Who came here with you? Get him a Twitter we'll and an right
1: Instagram. Uh, uh, um, we we'll get you an Instagram people or Twitter. Well, I do, I do got Instagram, but I don't you know, don't know what Twitter. it is. <laughs> Well, I don't know what it term. is either. I Evander to Vanda. Holyfield Evander I'm the same way I was like lost What the fuck is the Twitter How do they see me <laughs> Let me look at my Twitter What's on <laughs> my? I don't know I don't know how many followers I got But they told me I need to have this Yeah I know It's crazy I don't know who's on my Twitter I don't know who's following me Who am I following But they said I need to have this
0: <laughs> In order to crazy. get some
1: money And get successful That's what they told me A fucking Twitter account For success
0: <laughs> I know it's ridiculous Success man.
1: for me Is just running 10 miles
0: Yeah yeah. You talk about a fucking Twitter guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Well, I'm sure everybody can find Evander oh, Holyfield on there. Yeah. Um, so great to have you. Thank you. And, and I wanted to say something so else. Much. I know
1: we're old, oh, but this motherfucker won't quit. He won't give up. It's Lever. hard to beat somebody that won't fucking give up.
0: Absolutely.
1: Fuck. You just don't give up, nigga.
0: It's awesome. It's awesome. And I was supposed to. Yeah, I hear that, nigga. You're a competitive
1: fucker.
0: Never quit, man. Fuck. Mike, awesome. Awesome episode.
1: I liked it. This is beautiful.
0: Beautiful episode. All right, everybody. Well, we got to wrap this thing up. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Check out our website, hotboxingpodcast.com. Until next time, I'm Eben Britton.
1: I'm Mike Tyson.
0: EBA the Holy field.
1: Real deal in the building.
0: Peace, everybody. One.
3: Hi, this is Danny Roof, the Real GM Radio Podcast, and I want to take a minute to talk about DeAndre Ayton, the number 1 pick of the 2018 draft definitely has not gotten the attention of high-profile lottery picks Luka Doncic and Trey Young during the early going, but he has been excellent and a key part of the Phoenix Suns being on the precipice of the NBA Finals. Aiton is presenting a matchup nightmare for the LA Clippers that Rudy Gobert simply was not. Gobert is a wonderful player, deserving Defensive Player of the Year, but Ayton puts more pressure on opposing defenses. He's used his size mismatches for offensive rebounds, and he's also been able to contest shots around the basket and make life hard on the Clippers there too. So it is a huge performance for him, averaging 20 points, 13 and a half rebounds through the first four games of the series. And it's been so exciting to see a physically talented, player really come into his own on the brightest stage so far of his career hi this is daniel Aru from the real gm radio podcast it's that time of year again and all eyes are now on the pro basketball hockey playoffs and major league baseball season betonline.net has all the action basketball the playoff battles continue as their teams make the run for the championship america's pastime is in full swing and let's not forget about hockey's chase for the cup betonline has you covered if you love golf mma championship boxing they have that too betonline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports the news scores and odds so head to the website use your mobile device and bring home the game with betonline.net